It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Rams Nation, what's happening, what's good? It's your boy, Bear Motter from Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. This is actually a little special Monday edition of Lockdown Rams. Get back to our old traditional days of recording multiple, multiple, multiple days in a row. So guys, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. Share on Twitter. You can find us at Lockdown Rams on Twitter. And also you can find me personally at LA underscore Rambling Bear. Reach out. Let me know what you think about these trades. I feel like the Rams are not done yet. Les Snead is just getting going. Think about it. We've already had two trades and the league year hasn't even started. The draft isn't even here yet. I feel like a lot of things are still coming. So reach out to me. Let me know your thoughts on it. And ask me any questions you got. But I'm excited about today's episode because I had a chance to sit down with Travis Wingfield of Locked On Dolphins and talk over this Robert Quinn deal. He had some questions for me, so I figured, hey, might as well share it with you guys as well. So nothing crazy, nothing too long, just a little bit of chat back and forth about Robert Quinn and what it means for the Rams and the Dolphins. So without further ado, I'll just jump right into it. Here's my conversation with Locked On Dolphins' Travis Wingfield. And it is first down here on the Locked On Dolphins podcast. And that first news item of the weekend was the trade that sent pass rush specialist Robert Quinn from Los Angeles to Miami. The Dolphins will send their fourth round draft choice, the 107th overall pick in the draft to LA, as well as the Dolphins' sixth round pick, pick number 169 in exchange for Robert Quinn and the Rams' sixth round draft pick number 198. So the Dolphins give up their fourth round pick and swap places in the draft 29 spots in the sixth round to bring over a former first team all-pro defensive end and to talk more about him, let's go ahead and bring on my guest. And I'm joined now by one of my comrades of the Locked On Network. He is the host of the Locked On Rams podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at LA underscore Rambling Bear. He is Brad Bear Motter. Brad, thanks for joining the podcast today. Hey, Travis. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Excited to talk football at any time, so... Let's do it. Yeah, man, it's, it's kind of interesting. We talked a little bit off air about kind of our, our backgrounds and our upbringings, and we actually are both Seattle defects in terms of being football fans. I defected to Miami, and here Brad is a Los Angeles Rams fan, so we both uh, got away from the Northwest there a little bit. Yeah, you know what? Went back in those days of Matt Hasselback, and we're going to take the ball and score in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, went through those hard times, got to see him with a Super Bowl, and then, yeah, moved down to L.A. the year the uh, Rams moved down and kind of got to – get in with them and exciting to kind of see it go from a four win team to you know this 11 win team and, and a playoff appearance so pretty exciting stuff it looks like we're heading the right direction yeah you guys definitely are and a shameless effort to kind of uh i, I hear i adore myself to your fan base here i i make that joke about the work take the ball we're going to score to my fa- my friends up here all the time so hopefully your fan base can enjoy that a little bit too on the podcast here but we're going to talk about robert quinn that's the big news of the weekend for the miami dolphins and for the la rams in a sense so you guys have been kind of trade happy so far before the new league, league year even starts and it's so much more fun as a dolph as a not a dolphins fan but a football fan to have all this activity in february but you know you go back to 2011 robert quinn was a first round pick you guys got more than your money's worth on him with the production he has put forth 62 two and a half career sacks, 21 career force fumbles, and one first team all pro as well as two Pro Bowl selections. So answer me this, Brad. Why are the Rams moving on from Robert Quinn? You know what? Those numbers sound great and were great. Uh, Robert Quinn was amazing when he was here. Uh, I think really it goes into just where this team is going, you know, as far as the direction of the defense, as far as, you know, they've moved from a, a 4-3 to 3-4. You know, they look to be spending some money on the secondary. 
and he was owed a lot of money, you know. So for the production that we got, even though he ended the season really strong, he started slow in that position, obviously moved to outside linebacker. And I think just kind of trying to find a space for him in long term and then also, you know, injury concerns. So I think they were just kind of this is a perfect time to save some money, put it into Sammy Watkins or Tremaine Johnson or LaMarcus Joyner. So we've got people that are needing cash right now. And Quinn kind of looked at this area as kind of going, well, we, we got what we think might have been the best of them. Maybe it's time to move on. And not to mention possibly the best defensive player in the entire league, Aaron Donald, coming up here pretty soon too. So yeah, you guys have some money you have to, to, to shell out here pretty soon. I can definitely see why they had moved on from Quinn in that sense. So you talked about the injury problems a little bit. And just kind of refresh me on this because I, I heard about a back injury in 2015, but I, I didn't know that the, I, I heard about him having some head problems or some head injuries, but it was a brain tumor in 2016. Yeah, he went through some crazy stuff with us. Um, you know, obviously the the head injury that you just mentioned. And then in 2015, he only played seven games, uh, dealt with a little bit of that back. He had surgery in the offseason, uh, came back, played eight games in 2016, and just really didn't have that same burst. And, you know, what we, what we knew out of that, you know, Robert Quinn that we saw early in his career that stackpiled all those numbers – uh, and then, you know, in 2017, we switched him to a new position, started really slow. Uh, he had a couple games where he was a little banged up. I believe it was his shoulder. Uh, he fought through it, played 15 games. But in the last three seasons, you know, 17 sacks and missing 18 games, it just kind of were those red flags as far as, is this the trend that we're going to see with him as far as injury? You know, he's only 27 years old, but if you kind of step back and look at it, it, it makes you scratch your head because... The injury and the way you see him as is almost as this 34, 35-year-old veteran. Um, but, you know, he may have a lot left on the tank. But I think for the Rams case, they were just kind of looking at it and seeing the trend of how this was going and just decided for the money it was worth, there were a lot of questions with that help. Yeah, and if you if you look at the Dolphins' track record in terms of recent history and the way they've acquired players, they have been all about this, let's buy low on guys that have a medical history that had good production three or four years ago, and it hasn't worked out for us. We've had Julius Thomas, Jordan Cameron, Byron Maxwell is another one of them, and now we get Robert Quinn. I'm, ex- I'm more excited about Quinn than I was the others, but I guess the best way I think you can find out about a guy and what he's supposed to be is, as a Rams fan, I mean, move remove all the money and all the, the injuries and everything out of it. Are you upset that he that Robert Quinn's gone as a as a Rams fan? Yeah, you know, I'm like, I'm right there on that 50-50 mark because personally, I uh, was a huge fan of Robert Quinn because of all the great stuff he did off the field. He was, you know, I've gone to the last two training camps. You know, he was always out there, never said no, never skipped a kid. Um, you know, went that extra mile with the fans, uh, even in, you know, in social issues, he's been out there to kind of stand up and, and voice his opinion, but not make it about him in a sense, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, so overall, he's a awesome guy. You know, you're getting a hard worker, you know, you're getting a lot of speed and a guy that can set the edge. So there's that. But then the other side of me is compiling those numbers. I just talked about a lot of missed games, um, a lot of, you know, times even where he fought through injury this last year. And where he made the adjustment, never made a big deal about moving to outside linebacker, which is another plus for him. But I just, I, I think as a football move with money and where the direction of our team is, and you mentioned, you know, Aaron Donald and these other positions that we have to fill. And then you have to look down the road. You got Todd Gurley and, um, you know, Jared Goff pretty soon going to be expiring on their rookie contract. So you're just kind of fi- trying to find money, and there's always going to be those cap casualties. 
And I think he's one of those. But yeah, watching you know Rams Nation and seeing you know Twitter feeds, a lot of people mix feelings on this because us in this world, we we love him as a guy and we love to see him suit up. And if you haven't seen some of his sack celebrations, get ready. He's one of the best in the game. So he gets you energized and you can kind of feel his energy on the field. So those are some really good things I think a lot of people out here are going to miss. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. And I've been I've been just glued to Game Pass the last couple of days, watching some of his stuff. I went back and watched his 2013 sack reel, and my God, that guy was a beast. He the way he could bend the edge and kind of and use both inside and outside moves. I mean, it, it didn't look like he has that same type of skill set anymore. Do you think he's kind of declining in that in that sense? You know, I think a little bit. You know, it's tough. I think also as we talk about, it's it's a big deal to go from you know on on the line on the outside to stand-up outside linebacker, and I, and you could tell it took some while. He looked lost at the beginning of the season on really what he was supposed to be doing and, and how to attack the quarterback, but when they really just kind of let him go and, and, in a sense, almost utilized him as that DN, he started to come into his own, and, and you know, he finished with you know a hefty amount of sacks in a short period of time. He ended the season really well, but uh, I think he still got it. The thing is, can he really come in and have you know a healthy season from start to finish, I think that's his biggest thing because you can tell when he's most productive is when things are in a flow where he's not taking a break in between a game or two because of an injury. He picks up momentum throughout the season. So as long as his speed's still there, the guy's powerful, and he knows how to make plays. I mean, obviously he looked at 24 fumbles in his career. He had two last year, two the year before that, and then I think three and five in the previous years. So even when he wasn't playing much, he still found a way to get that strip sack and to create – plays around the ball so he's a guy you like as far as a playmaker it's just can he be on the field and stay healthy and how does he really fit back into the 4-3 which I think is really where he's you know best naturally 
Yeah, it's where he played early on with you guys back in the wide nine when you guys had that defense from St. Louis all those years ago. And you know, the, the three things I wrote down on top of my list and looking at his film was, like you said, he is fantastic at getting the football out of the quarterback's hand. He has that long reach and he can kind of get that ball out quickly. He also is amazing in pursuit, the way he tracks down guys from behind. There was a clip from last year where he just blasts Jamison Crowder from the Redskins on a bubble screen. Felt terrible for him there. And then my last point was that he just has like a bit of a motor about him. And I, I, I like that about that player. So just last question for you here, Bear. Uh, what can we expect from Robert Quinn as a Dolphin in 2018? Man, that is a great question. I think if we knew a little bit more about that, this trade might not have happened. You know, I mean, I think really what what there is, there's a little bit of question mark on where he fit in and and how healthy he can really be throughout the time. But if you if you're getting a healthy guy, I think you're getting exactly what you just talked about as far as a guy that's going to be around the ball, that's going to you know disrupt the quarterback. If he's not making the play, he's going to make the quarterback move because he's got great speed. Um, he can set the edge and that's, you know, important, you know, in the run game as well. So, um, I think if, if healthy, I think you're still getting a productive player. You mentioned some of the other players that you guys have taken on with injury past and hasn't really worked out. I don't think he's going to be that for you. I don't think he's going to be a, a guy that you look at and go, well, you know, why'd we end up doing that deal? We paid him a bunch of money for a year and then we cut him. I think he will come in and, and be productive. It's, it's pretty interesting too. I mean, he's joining a uh, couple former teammates and TJ McDonald and William Hayes. So it's like a little mini St. Louis Rams reunion out there. Those are when all those three played together. Um, but I think, I think you're going to get, I think at the end of the day, you guys are going to be happy with this trade. If you're okay paying them 11, $12 million uh, this year, then I think your production is going to make it worth it for the Rams. In sense, we were just really trying to get an extra pick, save that money. Cause we had way too many people with their hand open right now looking for money. So he just ended up being one of those cap casualties, but I think he's still a guy that can make an impact in this league. It's funny you mentioned the reunion those, those three guys have down in Miami because one of the plays I watched from 2013, I think it was, was Robert Quinn coming around the edge and meeting Will Hayes at Drew Brees. The ball gets batted into the air, and TJ McDonald picks it off. So it was like th- that turnover happens, Dolphins football right there. So, But, hey, man, thanks a lot for coming on. He is Brad Bear Motter at LA underscore Rambling Bear, and uh, we'll, to- we'll do it again soon, man. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Anytime, Travis. All right, Rams Nation, there you have it. That was my interview with Travis Wingfield. Uh, Awesome guy. Pretty excited about the potential of Robert Quinn coming over. That fourth round pick that they traded to us, don't forget they got that in the Jay Ajayi deal earlier in the season when they shipped him up to the Philadelphia Eagles. So, in turn, I think a lot of people looked at getting that fourth round pick like we gave up a starting running back for a fourth rounder. Well, now they've turned that fourth rounder into an edge defender that you know potentially has some high upside. So we'll see how Robert Quinn does. Like I said in the interview talking with him, I think it really comes down to his health. If he can be healthy, uh, we saw him at the end of the year be very, very productive. And then in a weird sense... How fast can he transition back from the 3-4 into his natural 4-3? You wouldn't think it would be too long, but you know what? When you get into some you know, technique and certain things like that, you take a year off, maybe it might be a little transition over there and getting used to the guys. But like we mentioned, he's got a couple former teammates in uh, William Hayes and TJ McDonald, so hopefully it's a locker room that's going to be welcoming to him. Like most of us out here in Rams Nation, I think everyone's wishing the best to Robert Quinn. He was a fun, fun guy to cover, to watch, and seeing him in that Horns helmet. So wish him nothing but the best. I hope that pick works out for us as well. But I think at the end of the day, most Rams fans, as you can step back and look at this, think of this as a good trade. So tell me your thoughts on it. Reach out to me. Let me know if you think this is a good trade for the Rams or bad trade. Tell me if I'm wrong, people. I want to know. Well, guys, we are actually going to be back tomorrow 
with our normal co-host James Kroger. We're going to be recording tomorrow, so we will have a new episode up. Hope everyone is having a great Monday, an early start to the week, and we got a lot more football to talk. So appreciate it, guys. With that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Till next time. Peace. Hey, Locked On listeners. You already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.